Welcome to the New Christian Podcast, where new Christians and seasoned Christians can get their questions answered. My name is Pastor Jim, and I'll be your host for this podcast. We'll be discussing a lot of different topics, such as how to read your Bible, uh, what it means to be a Christian in the world today, how do we live out our faith, and many other topics. Come and join us as we begin our episode. Hello, and welcome to the New Christian Podcast. I am so grateful that you have subscribed and that you are listening to this podcast. Please leave a comment on my social media so that I can see where you are listening from. You can reach me on my social media at facebook.com forward slash Preacher Jim C, all one word. You can also find my YouTube channel, also called Preacher Jim C. Look forward to hearing from you there. The way that you can subscribe to this podcast is by going to the podcast platform that you typically listen to your podcast from, whether that be Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, or Spotify. Search my name, James Chambers, and there you will see the new Christian podcast. Click that subscribe button and you'll receive weekly updates on my podcast. Today's podcast, we are going to continue our series and we are looking at some of the doctrines of the Christian faith. Uh, We've talked about God, we've talked about Christ, we've talked about the Holy Spirit, uh, and, and we'll talk about other topics as well in this series. But this week, I want to talk about people, human beings. Um, How do we play into this role or this idea of Christian doctrine or Christian faith uh, as it relates to God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit, the Trinity, right? Uh, Next week, we're going to look at salvation uh, and how important that is to a biblical reference and a doctrine. So, But this week, we're going to look at people, human beings, uh, and and how we relate in this series. Uh, So first, like I've been done before, let me define what I mean by Christian doctrine. The English word doctrine comes from the Latin word doctrina, and it can be defined as such as teaching or instruction. So simply, uh, Christian doctrine is beliefs, what beliefs of Christianity, the beliefs of Christians, what we believe doctrinally, what the Bible teaches about God, Jesus, Holy Spirit, and, and any number of Uh, theological concepts, okay? So let's look at people, human beings, and and what they, what role do they play in this doctrinal statement, okay? People are unique beings, right? We all understand this. Contrary to the evolutionary view, uh, evolutionists, uh, and of their origins, uh, what they believe, uh, the, bi- the biblical view of people identifies them as, or us as unique from animals cr- created in the image and likeness of God, right? We are created in the image and likeness of God. Animals are not. We can read this in the first three or four chapters of Genesis that tells us all this. 
people have been both people have both a physical and a metaphysical aspect. In other words, we have a body, a soul, or a spirit, right? Because of our ancestral parents' failure to obey God, Adam and Eve, sin was introduced into the human experience, causing the need for reconciliation to God, our Creator, all right? We begin here with the first people, Adam and Eve. We read, we read their story in Genesis. God created humanity upright and perfect, okay? He gave them a righteous law that would have led to life if they had kept it, but threatened death if they broke it, right? Now, not physical death, but spiritual death is really what you're looking at there in the first few chapters of Genesis. Because we obviously know, if, we, if you read Genesis, you know that Adam and Eve were, uh, after they ate from the uh, tree of the knowledge of good and evil, uh, and their eyes were opened in a sense, sin befell the, both of them and the created world, and they were cast out of Eden. So they didn't die physically, they died spiritually. So yet, uh, they did not remain for long in this position of honor, right? Satan used the craftiness of a serpent to seduce Eve, who then seduced Adam. Adam acted without any outside compulsion and deliberately transgressed the law of their creator, of God. And the command given to them by eating this forbidden fruit. Okay? God was pleased in keeping with his wise and holy counsel to permit this act. Okay? Uh, pleased not in the sense that he was happy. Okay? That's not what I'm saying there. Because he had purposed to direct it for his own glory. Right? So we see that, read Genesis chapter 2, verses 16 and 17. Genesis chapter 2, verses 16 and 17. And also Genesis chapter 3, verse 12 and 13. And in the New Testament, 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 3. You can see all this story play out that I spoke about. By this sin, our first parents, Adam and Eve, fell into their original their original righteousness and communion with God. They fell from it. They, they, they departed from it. They had left it, right? We fall, or we fell in them. We are all born sinners as of Adam and Eve and future, okay? And through this, death came upon everything, okay? All became we all became dead in sin and completely defiled in all the capacities and parts of soul and body. We read all of this in Romans chapter 3, verse 23. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, right? Romans 5, chapter 5, verse 12 and following. Titus chapter 1, verse 15. Genesis chapter 6, verse 5. 
Jeremiah chapter 17 verse 9 and Romans chapter 3 verses 10 through 19. The Christian doctrine of humanity sees the human person as made in the image of God, either a man or a woman by God's making, right? Hear me on this. Human people are made in the image of God, everyone, either man or woman by God's making. Fallen through Adam's historical sin, formed for a vocation unto God and redeemable in and through the God-man, Jesus Christ. So Jesus is our redemption, okay? God, in his wisdom, took on human form in Jesus, came down to his creation, earth, to live a sinless life, to die a sinner's death, to be raised again on the third day, to conquer death and the grave, and by trusting in that, we can be reconciled with God just as if we had not sinned. Now we know uh, theologically that uh, you still we still continue to fall short we still continue to sin from time to time even after we have accepted christ as our savior but we have eternal life and we are growing closer and growing more like christ every day as we join him in his mission and we follow his lead right christian theology voices in our time uh, such as uh, Augustine, uh, he wrote this in the 16th century in his writings called Confessions Book One. He says this, quote, God made us for himself and so the human person will know, will know no peace until they repose in the divine. This is a remarkable starting point in a word in a word filled with people in a world filled with people who stand on God's cosmic stage but who have lost the divine script Christian anthropology offers our fellow men and women the script back this with an escalated resolution in Christ that takes our breath away there's a lot there there is a lot there from uh, Augustine. Uh, you don't have to look very hard to see in culture and society has damaged the biblical view of man and woman. You really, uh, current events and current culture and society and things that we are learning and hearing on, uh, on a daily basis uh, tell us this that we have lost and we have damaged a biblical view of man and woman. Humanity is made in the image of God, like I said before, formed by the Lord himself, male and female. He made them. Genesis chapter 1, verse 27. God made man and woman. Two genders. That's it. 
Here we learn a second glorious element of our humanity in Genesis 1.27. God made us all with equal worth, but not with, with the same bodily or bodily identity, okay? From the beginning, the Lord desired that there be uni unity in diversity in human terms. Let me say that again. From the beginning, God desired that there be unity in diversity in human terms. We sense just how strong this desire is for God's closest creation in Genesis chapter 2. Just read chapter 2 of Genesis. Much is occurring in this chapter. Adam is made by God's own hand and breathed and breathed into by, by the Lord, Genesis chapter 2 verse 7. He receives divine direction about the function of Eden, hearing from God that he may eat from any tree. Uh, we picture many trees bearing uh, many kinds of fruit in Eden. Uh, we can picture this if we, if we read through Genesis. We picture these trees bearing so much fruit, but not from a particular tree that God told him not to eat from, the tree of knowledge of, of the knowledge of good and evil, chapter 2, verses 16 and 17. In Eden, uh, unfettered by sin, uh, uncomplicated by sin, and without sin nature, Adam listened to God. He is free, but not free to do whatever he wished, right? Yet there is one thing that troubles paradise. He's alone. And this is not good, God said. Genesis chapter 2, verse 18. So the Lord undertakes a second uh, authentic making and producing a masterpiece. The Lord makes Adam's wife from Adam's rib. We see it in chapter 2 verses 21 through 22 of Genesis. The Lord then brings her to Adam so that he may name her. And he names her woman. In the Hebrew, Isha. Okay? Adam names her not so much technically as ex explosively, right? He rejoices when the woman is brought to him. It says, in chapter 2, verse 23, this, is, this at least is bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. This marriage is not a creational anecdote, right? It is a human archetype. It is the very place of God for human existence and by extension, human flourishing. This design is altogether lovely. One man and one woman united in covenantal marriage. The man leaves his father and mother to hold fast to his one wife. Genesis chapter 2 verse 24. The spouses together post-fall or post-sin uh, Im uh, imaging 
the Christ church paradigm, right? That they're connected through husbandly headship and wifely submission. We see this in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 22 through 33 that explains all this. Following Genesis, the teaching of Scripture comes with one voice. And I want you to hear this. We are made man and woman by God for His glory. Our identity is not separate from our body. Hear me on this. Our identity is not separate from our body. Our body shapes our identity. With much overlapping instruction, manhood and womanhood matter tremendously for faithful Christians. Discipleship and creation, the creation order grounds the need for manly leadership of the local church. First Timothy chapter 2, verse 12 says this, I do not permit a woman to teach or assume authority over a man. She must be quiet. Important as marriage is in God's old covenant and new covenant eras, Old Testament, New Testament, and much as family relations matter in the church, we see elders or pastors are to be husbands of one wife and godly fathers of example. We do not become a biblical man or woman on our wedding day. That's key. We don't. We are made a man or a woman by God and I, ideally we grow in this calling as fathers and mothers disciples mothers disciple their sons <coughs> excuse me and our their daughters in scripturally sound ways marriage and family building is a deeply doxical undertaking okay it means doctrinally undertaking it is also true that singleness devoted to god is no lesser a call but allows for serious service to the lord we see it in first corinthians chapter 7 so it doesn't always mean that we are to all get married some are called to something else they're called to something not lesser, but just a different calling. Like I've said before, there are a lot more I could add to this study and this doctrine and the study of people and our human beings. So if you have any questions about this or any other doctrine, I want you to contact me. This week, we'll be taking, a, or next week, we'll be taking a look at salvation and the doctrines surrounding the biblical understanding of how a person as made is made right in a relationship with God. So once again, if you have any questions about this doctrine or any other doctrines, I want you to email the ministry at triple p ministries jc at gmail.com. That's triple p ministries jc at gmail.com. 
www.thebarnsandnoble.com. And I want you to have a blessed week. I want to thank you for joining me on the New Christian Podcast today. And if you have any questions or would like help with anything, uh, feel free to contact me on my anchor.fm dashboard, uh, my Facebook and Twitter uh, links links are there, and you can also reach me if you uh, are on YouTube and you search Preacher Jim C. My YouTube channel will come up, and you can message me there. Uh, and I want to thank you for joining us, and have a blessed day.